0: I'm Master Ken, and you're listening to Karate Cafe, which is bullshit. Welcome to Karate Cafe, your source for martial arts conversations since 2005. Karate Cafe is sponsored by Piranha Gear. Visit piranagear.com for all your martial arts equipment needs. And now, here's your hosts, Paul Wilson and Dan Williams.
1: Hello again, everybody. It's Paul Wilson here with another episode of Karate Cafe. Off my center line, as ever, my good friend, Dan Williams. Dan, how are you?
2: I am doing well. I'm, I, I'm doing quite well, other than it's really, really cold in Michigan.
1: <laughs> it is really, really but. cold in Michigan. It's uh, And in Santa Fe, where I still am, at least for another couple of weeks, it's fairly cold. Um, and uh, so it's uh, and it's not something that I'm used to, <laughs> because down down in <laughs> right. Austin, I think it's getting ready to be 90 again. Uh, yeah, gosh. yeah. Where where I'm, um, it's one of my I have to dig down deep in my my martial, um, you know, stoicism to go uh, <laughs> stink. I'm going to be hot again. So uh, uh, that's that's kind of a kind of a tough road to hoe, but it's my road to hoe, and I accept it gladly. Um, there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm going to be out of here in a couple weeks uh, in Santa Fe. Um, but what we want to talk about today is something that came up due to my training here in Santa Fe, as has yes. been for the last I don't know two or three uh, episodes. Is you know essentially uh, I guess the 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 topic that I just came up with mere seconds ago in the in the green room was um, uh, should clothes make the martial artist, and uh, what that brought up to as we were talking in the green room. Uh, was <clears throat> that, uh, you know, up here and we, we've talked about it before, d- definitely. And I've touched on it in my own dojo about, um, you know, wearing a gi, not wearing a gi, et cetera, et cetera. But I posted some uh, photos uh, a couple, three weeks ago when we got snow here, woo, that white stuff on the ground, by the way, my, my <laughs> friends in, in Austin was snow, um, uh, Those unfamiliar to the concept. It was actually ironical because it snowed in Austin on the same day that it snowed here the first time. And it snowed here less than it snowed in Austin. It has not snowed in the five years that we've been in Austin. And we came up here to see the snow, and it snows there while we're gone.
2: So So you didn't have to go anywhere.
1: The vicissitudes of life, yeah. Uh, But uh, a week or two later, we got a good nice heavy snow. And so we were out on a hike you know, listening to the crunch of new fallen snow underneath my boots. And as my mind often does, it turned gently to martial arts. And so mm-hmm. I had my, my, uh, resident photographer, my son take pictures of me doing some kata and stuff out in the snow. And as I looked at it, I was like, man, you know, I was, I, I mean, I'm in a big, heavy parka cause you know, we're wimps and you know, big, heavy hiking boots that are snow encrusted and, and wet and gloves and, and all that. And so, that led me to a thing with with our good friends over at uh, Karate Culture on their Facebook page. Uh, a few days after that, posted something, and it was basically you know gi or no gi, because they do a lot of stuff where they do grappling and and whatnot. And they're yeah. they're in various states of dress. And 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 some of the people that are on that forum, uh, and it's an interesting forum. You should go check it out. Uh, uh, some of the guys in there are clearly like you know MMAE types that are still you know, firmly Entrenched with the traditional martial art world, but they're you know in no gi, and uh, so my only comment on essentially on that thread was, if your uh, if your technique is dependent on your opponent or you having something, then then that technique may not be the best technique. And I mean, we all have a grab bag of techniques, but uh, but I think it's an important <laughs> point for all of us to keep in mind that sort of thing because I mean, like I'm normally in. Shorts and and t shirts and, and slippers, because again, almost ninety in Austin, and uh, and and so any technique that I uh, you know am focused on that deals with someone wearing something sturdy for me to grab onto is kind of out the window. Um, but I, I think that's an important component of what we should be doing as martial artists, you know, and as instructors, is making sure that we're we're aware of what we're wearing.
2: Yeah. And I guess, I guess for me, it's it, uh, that's a good way to put it. Is is being aware because I don't think there are any hard and fast rules about this is the way you should do it or this is the way you shouldn't do it. Or, um, I I think what it is more than anything else is that uh, you're you're making a, uh, you're making an intelligent choice and. Uh, that's not to say that if you know if you have a dojo in a in a really hot climate, uh, and we were talking about this earlier. If it, so you have a dojo in a very hot climate, um, and nobody ever wears long sleeves, but you wear a long sleeve gi in class, and you do that every day, and you do it all the time, and you have a lot of techniques that that uh, depend on grabbing people's cuff, for example. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where, in my opinion, is it uh, an unforgivable mistake to do that? No, not at all. It's part of the tradition. It's part of all that stuff. But um, in my opinion, I I think, you know, it, it would probably be a good thing. And it would probably be even fun for a lot of students to say, we're going to do our, you know, once a month, our Saturday class is going to be in, you know, T-shirts and jeans. And we're just going to experiment, you know, because it it does give you a different feel. It does give you a different um, perspective on your techniques.
1: Well, yeah, and especially like um, <clears throat> um, our, our female and, uh, martial mm-hmm. artists and stuff like that, uh, depending on what you know, some you know, if they're in like a kind of a corporate office environment or something like that, they're wearing high heels or they're wearing you know that that are not really that good at running, I suppose. <laughs> uh, and, and well, they, and maybe I we'll mean, turn you know, into a, a weapon of opportunity, but you know, being aware of like, oh, I am, I am unprepared just to defend myself at this point. You know,
2: well, and not even like the the corporate thing, but I mean, like just going out to the bar on a weekend, right. Um, (laughs) you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the pants are not stretchy and the, the skirts are very short and while, you know, it doesn't matter how revealing things are when you're defending yourself, uh, it does matter for mobility. Uh, and while I do think there are people that are, you know, it's, it's not like you have to wear a cup when when you go out to the bar, or at least, you know, I wouldn't be that paranoid, um, some people are. But it's, again, it's, it's more of an awareness thing. And I'll tell you, it would be an interesting idea, because, uh, you know, back when I went out to the bar, there were some, some friends of mine that wore some very tight jeans, and you do not have a whole lot of mobility in those things. And if you're making a choice, if you're making that choice, it's totally okay. Um, but just as, so long as, as you're actually making a choice as opposed to just going, well, gee, this is, this is what I do and I'm not really even thinking about it.
1: Right. Well, that actually reminds me that I, I did actually make a couple more, um, uh, posts on, on that thread. And one of the things I talked about, and, and as I said on the thread, I'm now clearly dating myself. Um, yeah. at one point in time, uh, there was, uh, I saw an article and well, at one point in time I read black belt. <laughs> And uh, mm-hmm. and there was an uh, an ad in there for Chuck Chuck Norris action jeans, and you know <laughs> they they had like a little gusset. I remember that. Right, they had like a gusset, you know, kind of thing, yeah. some some stretchy material there, so you could do high yes. kicks. And and I remember at the time, kind of going like, you know, oh, hmm, you know, is that an issue? And so you know, I tried to do some high kicks. Now, in my my system, we don't do kicks above the waist. So. Right you know i mean i'm not a good high kicker so you know it's but i mean i try to do some crescent kicks and some high kicks you know just high front kicks and maybe some high side kicks and i never found a problem mm-hmm. i it, it was never but you know arguably my high kick is a very relative term it is not as our good friend ian Aberneth, he might say an edite kick uh, I, mean, it, uh,
2: well, I i i don't even know what that word means
1: exactly it took me a while uh to uh <laughs> to figure out what he was and he wasn't speaking japanese he was speaking cumbrian or whatever posh. And anyway, uh but I am so my kicks are not high. So maybe if you um specialize in high kicks and you know, very I guess maybe technical kind of high kicking, uh you need the uh the, the comfort of an action jean. Um, an action jean. or you, yes. know, you know, whatever you wear, which is probably, you know, like you know, a gi of some of some kind. Um mm-hmm. but I remember in my head like going over that a few times, you know, and, and doing some kicks and doing whatever and not really seeing a problem with it. And then kind of promptly going like, but you know what, relative to my system, it doesn't matter and kind of shelved it like it was cause it was not a, right a, a deal. And so, I mean, I think probably, you know, if, if you're someone who's in a kicking system, you, you know, you should definitely visit that of, you know, what kind of yeah. mobility do I have to do the thing that I train in a whole bunch uh and and then you know do i need to prepare myself and you know that's again awareness avoidance the whole the, the whole thing but <clears throat> i mean it, for uh for for me like and when we do one of my bugaboos is like usually i used to do it like in the january time frame because that was the only time it was kind of cold enough in austin to wear heavy clothes uh and i would do a street mm-hmm. uh, street geek class and uh, you know, and so one of the things I'd say, wear what you would wear when it's cold, yeah. you know and and so a lot of you know people would come in and I'd be like, okay, now let's look at the tactical sort of um, things that you have, like uh, and I mean, like you shoes right and, and, and you know, and like you know, so at that time I had a, a really heavy leather jacket that I usually wore, and I'm like, okay, well, this is pretty good for. You know, or I guess I should say, relatively good for defense. You know, someone's got a knife and they're slashing at me, or you know, a, a stick, and you know, it, it gives me a a level, but it also really decreased my mobility because it was very kind of stiff. And uh, and, yeah. and and going well, and going through all that, I think is is at, at a minimum of just like you know, try and do your kata in that thing. You know, try and do some application in that thing and see how it affects you. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and you know, I had a, um, when I had a motorcycle, uh, I had a fairly thick leather motorcycle jacket, and I was definitely aware of the fact that, like, that thing could, could take a couple of knife slashes if it really needed to, um, and so it, it changes some of the dynamic of your self-defense potentially. Um, you obviously don't want to get dependent upon those things. At the same time, it's just it's it's kind of an interesting aspect. I mean, there's a reason that if you watch oh what's the biker show Sons of Anarchy. If you watch Sons of Anarchy, they're always wearing rings. Well, they're not pimp rings. They're rings so that when they hit people in the face, it hurts more. Um, so they they put weapons on their hands and they keep them there all the time. And their biker jackets are are genuinely there to, you know, absorb crazy, crazy knife attackers. Uh, So they're putting those things into practice. But it is it is interesting to think, you know, what are the negatives and the positives? You know, one of the things that we're experiencing right now is in Michigan, we have ice all over the place. So, how does ice affect you? How does the the cold affect you? You know, if, I mean, I would imagine that well, during with, an adrenaline rush, the, the cold's not going to affect you too much. But
1: yeah, well, with the ice, you know, then, then definitely, you know, ninety percent of the fights go to the ground. Well, probably a hundred percent of those are going to go to the ground because, you know, <laughs> right. if, if, if and that's that's true. You know, being aware of your environment. So, um, I was we were at. I will
2: say the other. The the other extreme of this are the guys that sort of their their philosophy, and I think this happens mostly in in Krav Maga. At least what I've seen is you you wear street clothes to class um, because the philosophy is you you wear the clothes to practice defending yourself that you were going to have on when you actually have to do it in you know? real life. Um, I think, I mean, as we're, you know, obviously as we're talking, there's, there's validity to that. I don't know that that is how I would choose to do it. Um, because I think, well, I know there, there is this thing in brain science called prepping, and I think we've talked about it before. Um, but to me, the, uh, the ritual of putting on my uniform uh, is prepping, you know, it it helps get your brain in the place of of learning martial arts. It helps prepare yourself to enter dojo and start to learn. Um, so I think there's a lot of value in that. You know, it's the old thing where you 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 chew the the bubble gum when you study for the test. So then when you have the test, you chew the same bubble gum and you'll do better. There's actually there's actually some truth to that. So I do like uniforms. I think it's easier on laundry. <laughs> I think it's just easier in general to have a uniform to know what you're wearing and have it not be a big deal. Um, so, both from a practical sense and from a psychological sense, I think, like I said as you know, as I said earlier, I think it's probably a good idea to say, "Hey, let's have." A class in street clothes and just see what happens, you know. Experiment. I, I really try and encourage people to experiment with their martial arts and don't be afraid to experiment. Um, you're not gonna you're not gonna upset the the martial art gods if um, you you know you do your uh, your katas at uh, ten times slower speed or ten times faster speed. Um, you're just you're just experimenting, and there are things that you can discover with experimentation uh, that you you didn't know would be there. Uh, so sometimes, if you are practicing your martial arts in your jeans and a t-shirt, um, and maybe somebody has I don't know a silky shirt on or something like that, and a grab doesn't work as well as you thought it would. Um, that's totally OK. It's not like you shouldn't practice that technique and that technique will never work. But it's not necessarily bad to put it in your library that, hey, this may or may not work depending on the situation. Same for, you know, I think um, like a, a big puffy jacket kind of thing. I, I've seen it a 100 times um, on YouTube videos and things like that, <laughs> you know, somebody grab the bottom of somebody else's jacket and throw it over their head. Um, and man, as soon as that happens, it's, it's really hard to come back from something like that. Uh,
1: so it's, it's,
2: yeah, yeah. So I think it's, it's, uh, exactly what you said before. It's, it's an awareness of those things, not hard and fast rules, just going, Hey, let's, let's practice intelligently.
1: Right. Well, you know, I was thinking about the, uh, the thing you just said about, you know, the Krav Maga and and training in street clothes, and Mm -hmm. I've commented somewhere before that, you know, whenever I see a Krav Maga instructor, they generally are dressed like a Krav Maga instructor. It's, it's <laughs> like, like they have got a shaved head, or a, you know, a very, and they've got their little tactical sunglasses on, and they've or, got a T-shirt right, a on. Krav Maga T-shirt. Of that some generally part. says Krav Maga instructor, and they've got cargo yeah. pants on, and their little tech, you know, tactical boots and. A, you know yeah. that's quick probably knives all quick release knives and stuff like that and i mean like i've just seen them like walking <laughs> around and i'm like and so that's what i was, I was well that's their the that's like that's what they train in, and and so right so arguably yes they're training in what they they walk around in but they're students right unless you know they're true believers probably not so much you know and and so yeah like when i put on the game well, from on on the me, same way I, i'm the same i way. wear my
2: dress clothes to work yeah i'm not gonna wear that to class
1: right yeah, I mean, you know, so so you've got to get something that's like I me, mean, you know, go to uh, you know, a second-hand store and buy like a really cheap blazer or something <laughs> that you, can, I, it's, you know, that because that way that's as close as you can get, I guess, and probably you know not run into a lot of money. But I mean, yes, yeah, so the, the the having a uniform for me is the same way. It's like you know when I put my gi on and put my belt on, there's there's sort of a sea change in my head, and you know yeah. there's there, there's there's definitely that. And it's a tool, just like everything else we use, to get into right. the mindset of what we do. But if we are constantly playing to that, you know, then 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 yeah, it needs to be, you know, it's okay. I've got <clears throat> this move, and, and and I've pretty actively in my in my heads you know reviewing stuff since you know since we're talking about this is mm-hmm. is, is trying to stay away from. Anything where grabbing, because I'm big on grabbing, I'm big on grabbing and, and disturbing your opponent's balance and all that stuff like that. But mm-hmm. you can't count on them having a gi. Or you can't count on them having even a collar, a strong collar. So it's mostly when you're grabbing, you need to be grabbing a part of the person. You know, and and you know, if that hand slides down, it needs to be, you know, the the surface of the material that you're touching is not where you're, you know, it's just like punching. You know, you're punching through your target while well, you're grabbing through the Clothes or whatever it is, uh, the, the person's
2: ah, wearing to go through. I see yeah, see how I did that? That's no, pretty slack. Huh? Yes, um, I see what you're saying. Uh, and you know, that's one of those things where a big puffy jacket comes into play, right? Because if I'm wearing one of these uh, down jackets from the, the 80s, <laughs> um, it's going to be much harder to actually grab a wrist or an arm or Whatever you're, whatever it is you're trying to grab, uh, you're gonna get mostly clothes, mostly cloth. Um, yeah, and what am, there's what potentially I, uh, a what, different what, dynamic to that.
1: One of one of my things that I that I tell people that I, you know, if someone please tell me if it's wrong. I mean, I know I can I can see issues with it. Is if I'm you know, whenever my spidey sense goes off, and I'm wearing a big jacket. Now, granted, this is not that often, but uh, and I usually wear my jacket openish or. If it has a zipper, I generally don't do the zipper, I do the buttons because mm-hmm. if something's gonna I kind of open my jacket because if somebody grabs me by the jacket, generally those things are really big, and I can slide out of it. You know if, right. if they grab or they pull you know, like I can you know and it it increases my size like from turning, you know, it kind of opens it up and and kind of throws off my uh, silhouette in my head. This is all in my head. Yes. and so the same thing with if you have gloves on, if they're not attached and someone grabs you by the hand, you know that can you slip slip art. right out of those bad and boys. vice versa. If you grab somebody and you're wearing gloves, <laughs> 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 you know, and, and cloth, cloth, you know, it can be kind of slippery. There, so there's that whole dynamic of of people with grappling arts that you know that I I, I wonder if they do that because I mean I know they they grab stuff and they use that, to
2: but again, Well, you know it's funny because I even even uh, when we were talking about uh, what we were going to talk about today. Um, I was thinking street clothes. I wasn't really thinking like winter clothes, and that brings a different dynamic than just even street clothes does. Um, especially if you've got big boots on or something like that. Like you said, uh, potentially both a positive and a negative. I mean, if I have big boots on, I can I can step on some toes, but if they don't have big boots on that doesn't work either you know a heel stomp's not going to work if somebody's got you know big boots on uh which
1: yeah chances are if you if it's pretty much winter, never seen it's it's going to be analogous right it's like you're both going to be wearing some sort of winter stuff you know right uh, in in some some way shape or form so yeah, yeah and then you know there's layering involved so not only someone got a big jacket on but they may have a scarf underneath that and a sweater and you know a base or whatever. So if you're hitting somebody, you know that's I guess that's the inverse. Same thing as like you know, punching through the the, the samurai armor while you're punching through something that's basically jello, <laughs> and, right? And to, to hit somebody. Or you know if they're wearing a leather jacket, something that's relatively. But I mean, so you're you can't again cannot cannot apply your technique to the surface of what's going on because that you know you don't know where the actual target is. Where the person uh, really is. Where the person really is, right? You know? I mean, yeah. and if they're big, you know, you punch to the side. Well, there might be a couple of inches there that, if you're trying to shoot for like a floating rib or something, you're going to miss it because not not only is that dissipating some of your power, if, yep. even if even if you're penetrating, but you could also be off target by a couple of inches.
2: Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, I I have trained in street clothes before, um, not extensively, uh, and honestly, it didn't it didn't change that much. Um, but and that, and that's partially I think because uh, I generally don't train with high kicks either. Um, but in full winter regalia. That would be really interesting. I've never done that before. I think that would be an interesting experiment to, like, when you go into the dojo, you keep your hat, your gloves, and your jacket on. Hey you better know? open and the windows. You, <laughs> you're right. Open the windows. But that, sure. that's,
1: a, that's another important concept, right? Because, I mean, you will overheat. You're going to, like, start sweating. Yeah. You're going to, you know, a a gonna faster. start pumping. And, you yep. know, if you're you – know, all that heat is being retained and, you know, you can't count on being sweaty and slippery. A couple of my students, we call them, you know, they're, they're like self-lubricating because, like, whenever yes. they, they start working out, they just sweat. So whenever we do yep. anything where I'm grappling and you grab a wrist or a hand, your hand just comes right off. Yep. Um, and, and, that, and that's the thing, you know, the, the, how fast – now, again, I, I qualify this by saying it's self-defense. So being, it being self-defense, it's not going to be – in in any sort of world perfect or otherwise a big long fight you know it's not going to be right you're you're trying to extricate yourself uh and so you know but that you're ratcheting it up you're bringing up your body heat you're bringing up your stress level you're bringing up all that stuff and also but the same thing applies to your opponent you know you got to look at it that way too they're like okay well they're going to overheat too you know how can i use that to my advantage
2: well and you know like i was talking about before with with pulling a jacket over somebody's head, how how can I potentially use their clothing to my advantage? Um, I guess essentially I guess,
1: when we're talking about training in winter clothes, you just need to watch yeah. a hockey game.
2: Right. That's all you really need to do. They, they throw off their
1: gloves. <laughs> I, I, they drop their stick, which I think is stupid. But, I mean... <laughs> well they're not barbarian hit them with a yes exactly that's right they're canadian uh anyway uh they they throw off their gloves a lot of times they pull that big uh jersey over their head and they just start rocking them in the skull you know and because that's the only part of them that's not armored at that point
2: yep and i've and i've seen that technique um in bar fights and things like that where it's it's probably hockey players um but that is a that's a huge opportunity uh, to to take somebody's jacket or whatever they're wearing and pull it over their head. I mean, and, and, and effectively blind them. Um, that's a huge opportunity. Something that when you have a gi with a belt wrapped around it, um, you generally don't even think about uh, because it's really not an option. And in fact, I've seen I've seen some techniques that depend on a belt, which to me is like. Okay, that, that seems pretty far-fetched. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. I, yeah we some of the the, the applications for uh, at least one of my kato, that's one of the things they say is like, oh, well, you take the belt and you, you wrap it around. And, you know, in the context of lo- lo- what a lot of this was at, I mean, especially in Okinawa, which, I mean, this kind of dovetails into the next thing that we were talking about, about the, about the uniform thing, is that, you know, um, I, I got involved in a thread about somebody who was saying... You know, should you wear your uniform out in public? And mm-hmm. uh, it was a lively debate, and and I and I made some friends, and I dropped the uh, hashtag Budo Flake, and people got somebody got a couple people got bent out of shape uh, because they don't know me. The person who started the thread knows me, and she's kind of like, okay, you know, uh, but she said I was basically just kind of like playing devil's advocate or kind of, but one of the things we were talking about was, you know, wearing your, your uniform, is it, is it proper to wear your uniform out in public? And, and we were talking about all manner of things, about, you know, like, if you're an instructor, it's kind of like it's advertising, and, and yada, yada, yada. And then somebody was like, well, I would never wear my belt. And, you know, it's like, it's like kind of running that, that uh, range of like, you know, what's proper, quote unquote. And one of the things I brought up was, I said, well, you know, the uniforms are a relatively, for, for Okinawan arts, are a relatively... Uh, recent application. So uh, when when someone is talking about you know using something like a belt, it's like well when that kata was, was born, they weren't wearing a belt. You know <laughs> they they, uh. they were you know you know or if they were, it was so buried in like the kimono or whatever they were wearing that it, that's probably not it. It it probably came into play because somebody when they finally stopped wearing just underwear to train and started wearing a gi or something like a gi. And using a belt or something like a belt, then they were like, oh, well, you know, if I have this in my hands, I can do this. You know, and mm-hmm. it's, again, it goes back to the whole repeating concepts things for me. Somewhere there are mar- hashtag martial hipsters who are getting ready to send it right an email about uh, <laughs> no, actually, you know, yeah, but but it, it's it, uh, some of that stuff. It was probably more that application is probably like if you had a rope, which if you were a bodyguard or something to the king or, you know, somebody like that you might have some way to restrain somebody. And that came along. So there's the context for that. But, uh, you know, we kind of talked up and down about the the wearing the uniform things, And so the devil's advocate part of me goes like, well, so there's the argument for training relative to wearing the uniform that you work out in. Because if you're, you know, I'm at the drugstore getting a pint of ice cream because I had a really good workout. Uh, You know, I'm... In my gi, and I might be in my gi, and if someone, the the ninjas attack me from out of the uh, you know <laughs> allergy aisle, um, right? I I'm I'm already there. I'm already in my stuff, and I can use, you know, whatever. So, but you know, and, and but that's a mindset thing. I was like, okay, well, I'm in my gi, <laughs> and you know, like some people are like, well, my gi are really like nicely tailored, and and da 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 da, and like, well, you know, then. In the street is where you're going to get attacked. Why would you do that? <laughs> because it's going to mess up your uniform. Um, yeah, right. And, 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 well, it was it was a fun it, fun discussion.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I I used to be uh, not comfortable um, going out in public in my gi, and you know, the only time I did it was when I was on my way home from class. Really, right? So I'm on my way home from class, and. I want to stop at the store to get a pop on my way home. And you you know, you, you walk into the store with your gi on. And I kind of realize that I that nobody cares. <laughs> no nobody cares at all. Um, yeah,
1: I wear my uh, sometimes I'll wear my gi pants because I, I normally change at the uh-huh. at the studio. Yeah. Um but sometimes I'll just I'll put on my gi pants and my T shirt and I but I wear a dojo T shirt a lot. Uh, and in my head, you know, the whole thing is like, ooh, it's like subtle marketing, you know, like someone will walk up and go, right. ooh, you train in martial arts, tell me how. But that's never happened. In the 10 years I've been teaching, no one has ever walked up to me <laughs> and said, one time someone noticed it, and it was an actual Okinawan guy who's actually a karate master. <laughs> <laughs> well and, you, and he you just nev- happen to be walking you by never and he, never know. Right. And, uh, Somebody he,
2: might have been thinking about getting into martial arts and when they saw your t shirt, even though they didn't approach you. Right. They may have said, you know what? I'm gonna call that instructor again. Maybe get back into it or something.
1: Right. Right. That's why I always advocate putting the name really big so that way people can Right can get it. but yeah, but I mean yeah, that's never happened. But I but I never worry about it. I never I used to be a little weird about, you know, even wearing geek pants out, but now I'm like, Yeah, no one notices. Mm-hmm. I mean in, yeah. in in Austin or here in Santa Fe they could be like you know yoga pants and no one really you know now did.
2: I think if if you're wearing a fully patched camouflage uniform with your golden uh, uh, kung fu belt um, then y- you know you're gonna get looks yeah. that's that, that's just common sense, right. Yeah. That, that's that's no different. There's nothing that irritates me more than somebody who is all tatted and pierced and hair color and wearing weird clothes and complains about people staring at them. Right. Um, You're
1: clearly looking for a hug. Come on, let's be real. Well, you know, and and that's the thing that that also that thread that we were, uh, that I got involved in and I was talking about mm-hmm. was, you know, somebody was mentioning like I said one of the reasons I don't wear my some of my uniforms out in public is again they're expensive. They're like, you know, 175 bucks a pop right. after embroidery and all that stuff like that. And yeah. I don't want to get them messed up. You know, I don't want to drag them along the ground, you know, whatever. And so and then it came a kinda of a little ping contest of like, well, my gear are, you know, tailored and satin and gotcha. and by the time I get <laughs> done with my Patches and, and embroidery and blah 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 blah. They're well over two twenty five. Oh, I'm like, well, oh jeez, right. you know. I, but you can probably write all that off because you're using it as a business, right? And that person got really mad. Uh, but what, <laughs> Did but you really, yeah, yeah. They got because I was like, I'm not, you know. But because we time time and I was like, you know, patches and and to me are like the new armor, right? Because I see like people with, like these explosion of patches all over the uniform, and. You know, it's like, well, that kind of stiffens it up. Oh, it's kind of like armor. It's a new armor plate. It's just, it's a whole bunch of matches, <laughs> right. You Right.
2: Know? It's, pl- it's plate mail.
1: Yeah. And, you <laughs> know, and it's like, it's the, you know, the whole battle of like, well, but you're not being humble. You're, you're bragging like, look, I'm, you know, part of the demo team and look, I'm, you know, a master instructor and, you know, and, and it, it, I've seen it. We've all seen it. I'm sure pictures of it get it way out of hand. <laughs> yeah, those are and, fun pictures. And, yeah, and it's like, and so there's you know there's other things like, well, you know that to me, that maybe that maybe that's actually approaching the way it is, right? To be in a martial art is like they're they're basically armoring themselves, and so their their uniform well, then think, becomes like the armor they would wear on the 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 battlefield.
2: Yeah, I think what that is it has to do more to do with 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 and. Um, human psychology than, than anything else. I mean, people love to get stuff, right? It's it's how the, um, what do they call that? The, the pay-to-play games work on your phone is that, you you want to get the next badge you want to get the next thing or yeah. i played this one that was like a car racing thing and you want to you you so want to get that car that you win when you beat the big boss because then you have the car saying i beat the big boss so if i'm on the demo team from my school it's super cool when i have a patch that says i'm on the demo team because it's a point it's it's a it, it it can be a point of pride and it's a it's a visible representation of an ac- of a genuine accomplishment for some people and I think when it's used in that way as a genuine accomplishment then that's great um I think it can be abused in the sense of everybody gets a trophy uh, it, 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 so there is that but you know I, when I was younger and was doing hop keto I had um, I had one on my chest that was like the hop keto thing. Uh, I had one on one shoulder that was an American flag and the other on the other shoulder said hop keto down the side. Um, I thought that was pretty reasonable. And of course I didn't know any better cause I was a kid. Uh, but in retrospect, even that seems pretty reasonable. I, I think <laughs> when you get into like five, six, seven, whatever, and if you just wear them at school. And you know everybody else is doing the same thing. Then then who cares? Uh, but like I say, I, I I think it's it's a little bit manipulative in saying, "Gee, you you get a if you if you come to the seminar this weekend paying two hundred and fifty dollars, uh, you get a patch." Um, that's that's a little manipulative because then you're just you're you're doing the patch thing so that you can sell more tickets. Yeah, and really, that's it. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it's the. It, uh, I, I have yeah, I mean like like we we have like a, a Kabuto patch that's you know okay that you're supposed to wear like if once you get rank in Kabuto and weapons, um, but that's it. And it's some some of our dojo. There was a push in the last couple of years to kind of. Individualize the dojo a little bit, and people started doing their own logos, and so they'd have a patch for that,
2: you know. So, okay. like, so you get a and, school patch, a style patch, yeah, you know. Patch, and, and, and our yeah.
1: our uh, gear embroidered, you know. I mean, we we don't have to, but we have patches for the, the federation. And mm-hmm. I usually just put the system. I usually just get just the the, the kanji that just says kenshin kan. But um, uh, but my last one I got from Okinawa, and so I had them um, do it up with the whole logo and everything. Uh, nice. Because it was a Sherido and I, you know, spending the money anyway. So, uh, and because because I'm proud of that, you know, and it looks good. But yeah. I, but but that's all I wear. I don't wear the Kabuto patch. I don't wear, you know, uh, for a while. Everyone was getting the the association name like embroidered on the back. Uh, I never did that uh. um, because I it's just you know kind of flashy. And, and I and he said to the international audiences listening to his podcast, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be flashy. I don't want to draw a lot of attention right. to myself. Nobody needs
2: to know me. I don't need to be famous. I don't need attention. Give me attention, please.
1: Exactly, but uh, you know. So I mean, I I just never got into that. But then, but when I see all the patches and stuff, it's. I kind of you know I likened it to like you know it's a lot of you know yeah like it's it's leveling up and it's all as as the kids might say these days. Do they still say that? I don't know. Um, I think so. I think um, they do. If you do, give me a plus one on that. Uh, The, (laughs) but but it's also you know like it's like in. You know, it's in-app advertising of like, ooh, look, you could have this too if you join the, the demo club. And then, you know, right. on that thread what we were talking about, it's like, well, when you're in, in the, you know, out in the world walking around in your uniform, they see, people see all the patches and your eyes are drawn to it. You know,
2: it's, it's, it's like a Absolutely. Boy Scout. It's like a Boy Scout blew up on you. You know, and you right. got merit badges all over. And that's, all that's all the, the, the point, right? right? I mean, the point of having all the, the, the cool stuff on your gi is because you want people to see it because um, like i said a lot of them are points of pride and and that's perfectly okay but if you want people to see it then people are going to see it so don't complain about people looking at you funny when you walk through the store with your your geef full of patches you know uh, the the other thing is when i was younger i had a Um, I had a patched key and an unpatched key. So I I, kind of thought of it as like my dress blues. Um, So I would have one that I I paid some good money for it and would really only work out in that one if if my workout one was dirty. But my workout one had maybe a patch on it and that was it because I just didn't want to spend the money on patches. Um, But if I had to test... Or if I was a, a part of testing someone else, or if it was if I knew the grandmaster was coming in that day or something like that, I'd put up my nice ski on, uh, and and so that was a way for for me to kind of pull it out when I was feeling like I I did want to have you know school spirit. Um, but I didn't have to feel like I had to walk around like that every day because yeah. that just seemed excessive to me. Right.
1: Yeah, and, and, and I did this this gi that I just got from, from from Shredo, which is a fine quality gi, and I love them. Uh, my last one that I had—that's what it started out. It was my you know Sunday go to meeting gi. That's that's what I wore when I went to camp. Yeah. You know, that's when I went to and went to a, a testing or something like that because it looks nice. It fit me really well. Yeah, it's good. And for the longest time, that's kind of what I did. And then I had my 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 crappier gi. But uh, like now, uh, I've got my wife always is like, ah, why don't you get a new gi? I said, well, you know, I'm running a class. And, yep. you know, my, and, and I, strangely enough, my gi now take more of a beating now that I'm teaching than they did <laughs> when I was like, you know, actively training and and, and, and doing something because I'm often the, the uke for <laughs> where right. like, no, do it like this. Anyway, so I mean, I've gone through a lot of gi since I've been instructing because one, I, I they're getting a lot more wear and tear 2 mm-hmm. i'm 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 wearing i think I'm wearing them more you know I guess just like uh, and uh and I want to look decent so when one starts spraying yeah. and looking bad i'll a couple of them I've given uh to like some of my piranha gear ghee that I got from from bill the the mm-hmm. owner and sponsor of our fine uh, owner of prana gear and our sponsor of our fine podcast uh has sent me some ghee and and when they've started to fray just a little bit. But, you know, and they're good heavy geese, so they shrink up a little bit, too. And so sometimes they shrink up a little. They're, they're in a constant state of shrinkage. I imagine at some point, real good heavyweight ghee will just disappear. we will just, like...
2: Disappear from the universe to get just, altogether. Just, yeah, just
1: like, a, you know, a force projection. It's a right. mini black hole.
2: They'll just, the they, they
1: just shrink up None. until there's, there's nothing on it. But anyway, so <laughs> some of my solid, smaller students, I'm like, yeah, well, here, you know, here's a yeah. geese. It's still a good gi, It's going to give you plenty of wear and tear. But, you know, I got to look the roll, you know. Um, well, and
2: you you make an interesting point because I think there is a there's a different role that the instructor has than from the students. Um, and as as an instructor, and kind of I guess as a a business owner to some degree, if especially if it's your full time gig, you never know when a student will walk into the school. And so depending on what, uh, what you want to project to those people uh, depends on how you want to. It's just like, you know, salespeople always insist on having really nice cars. And most sales, the, the good salesmen I've known in the past, they will be dirt poor, have one nice car and have one nice, have one nice suit and a nice car. Because they know it's an investment in their business. So they're projecting that image. image. Thank you. That's what I was trying to say. Um, And so just like as an instructor in your own school, you're projecting a certain image, not, I guess, you know, yes, to people that walk in, but also to the students that you have, you know, because there's some, there's something to that too, as well as you are, you are prepping when you put your uniform on to be an instructor. Uh, just as they are prepping to be a student when they put their uniforms on, and I know that for me, it your your attitude does change when you wear different clothes. I mean, it just it, when I wear a suit, I feel much more businesslike. I feel much more professional, and that's just I think that is that is what I project.
1: Yeah, again, well, that's so, the mindset, right? I don't know, same thing. Like, yeah putting the suit on, putting the tie on, all that other yep. stuff, you know, game on. It's it's kind of the same thing, going for a you know job interview or, you know, it's at your
2: day-to-day work. Yep, yeah. the, uh, absolutely. And and so I think it's, you know, it's just important to to think about this stuff. And I don't think either of us are saying you have to do this or you have to do that or this is the right thing and this is the wrong thing. It's just think about it consider the the image that that you're projecting. consider the the impact of of what you're doing. I mean, if um, again, it's 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 that, uh, oh well, we just we just wear street clothes every day class. Um, and you know, I guess there's two things. One, you have to realize that then nobody is kind of you're you're missing out on on part of the mental prep. Um, and also I would challenge people to say, uh, I am, I am rarely in public in jeans and a t-shirt. Um, most of the time I am, you know, going to the store after work and I'm in dress clothes. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things where is, is your, is the reason that you're saying you're doing the things that you're doing? Does does that line up with the things that you're actually doing? Um, right. Well, because- you know that's
1: that's true because you know we've we had an episode I don't know a bazillion years ago of everybody has a thing right and so oh yeah I you know there's the, like the, the Nogi guys that are they're all like you know we're in uniforms and built are stupid I'm never training right. that but then they put on like rash guards and board shorts that you know <laughs> or a, sm- a, a small subsection of the of the country. Yeah, you're yeah. going to wear that every day, <laughs> <Yep>. but <laughs> right. re- pretty much no one else does, but that's what you train in, yeah. and and so that even though right. that they're like, we don't have a thing, no, that's your thing, that's your uniform, you know, and, and so when, when people go the opposite way, and they're like, well, I'm not doing that, because, you know, it's like it's a point of pride on the flip side of, like, you know, we don't wear a uniform, we don't wear a gi, because you're not going to wear a gi in the street,
2: you know? And right, like, but you're also not well, wearing like, whatever
1: it is you're wearing in the
2: street either. So, well, and do yourself. you wear a cup in the street? Yeah, yeah no. you know, and, 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 a- and
1: it's true. Because when I was at a, that's the the um, the Speakman seminar, and uh, yeah. we were doing some groundwork, and they all wore cups, and so we were doing the technique, and they the the guy I was training with popped me in the the groinal area, and we yeah. we don't wear cups in in my dojo, right. but we also take a shot there on a fairly regular basis. So I'm vaguely used to it. You know, I'm not like that uh-huh. video in the, in the, you've seen on the internet where everyone's just like wailing <laughs> on to Juco Kai wackos. Oh, and, you like it and you know you it. You know, as, as, uh, uh, but you know, I'm, you know, take it and move on. And they said like, right. Oh, he's like, Oh, you weren't a cup? I'm like, no. He goes, Oh, good to know. <laughs> Cause I mean, they right. include, but anyway, one of the techniques that we were doing, it was a uh, strike to the groin and stomp the yep. groin and re-stomp the groin and stomp the groin. Uh, and, uh, cause I was, I was, I was lucky enough to be working out with Todd from, um, enter the dojo and, uh, oh, cool. and that's, that's where they got it. That's cause I mean, they, they, they rock that groin. Anyway, um, <laughs> we were doing some, some ground stuff and one of the things to soften up to pass the guard was a strike to the groin. And so, and, but it was a, like a palm heel, like a flat strike. And, yeah. and so for me, I'm like, well, I like to penetrate stuff. So, uh, you know, we did it that way a couple of times. And the one time I did, like, a knuckle strike, you know, and I, pow, hit, the, hit, hit his groin and went to pass, one of the instructors came around and were like, oh, no, 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 do it empty hand. Do, do, it, do it open hand with the pot. It's, it's much more powerful. And there's an argument to be made there. But but I was like, but I know right. he's in a cup. <laughs> so, right. so, so, you know, if I was in the cul-de-sac and scrapping with somebody – and I took a shot and I did a, a shot to the groin and I felt that the cup was there. You know, I might try something a little more penetrative, but well, and, and honestly, but but improved. but it's like it's 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 but but that's out of their that's not in their that but that's not the way they strike, so that is in line with their system and I'm totally okay with that. Oh, right, but but I mean, yeah, it, but but you know, relative the, to this conversation,
2: you know, that's is that correct or incorrect? And, and that I think is, is the question because I, I, I mean, I do know people that they wear a cup when they go outside. Wow. <laughs> they're, they're, they're the, I mean, Seattle is full of weirdos. Um, and so, uh, I, I think, I guess there's that, but I, I think most of the normies in the world, um, would not. Uh, and probably think that that is a bit ridiculous. Um, so that's one of those things where, boy, if if you're really holding the line to say, well, you should, you know, you should practice in a way, you know, that's that's as close to reality as possible. Then, well, maybe you shouldn't be wearing a cup either, because as you have just pointed out. If if you get hit in the nuts really really hard and you're not familiar with that experience, it's gonna you know I no I guess my point is is that if if you think your way is the right way and the only way, you're probably wrong about that um, because there's there's all kinds of exceptions to all kinds of rules, and so again to me it comes back to this idea of experimentation um don't be afraid to experiment don't be afraid to not wear a gi don't be afraid to wear a gi if 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 you're in a krav maga class and you say hey i i want to i don't know let's just let's just wear gis for a month not that you'd want to pay for it but you know what i mean um then i don't know maybe people's experience would change let's do it barefoot uh let, let's try let's try things without shoes what what's that gonna feel like what that going to be like um, so yeah i just I, I i don't know i don't have any room in my life anymore for for people that say my way is the only way and i'm right and you're wrong and there's there's no gray area in between
1: well that is a perfect place to park this one <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, that's that's good so yeah we talked a lot about this i also wanted to bring up um uh quick before we go is yeah. uh the Facebook group, we had a lot of good stuff on there. Um, and we had a lot of people join, and uh, we're a lot of international people, which is really kind of cool. Ooh. Uh, yeah, and we've had some really good discussions on there, and and, and since I've been gone, uh, I've been doing that. Um, on the days when we can't do a show, I've been thinking about doing Facebook Lives, and Dan, you could do one too, uh, if, if you have the, the yeah,
2: gumption. So what's happened to me is um, I have an iPhone 5 right now, and I'm constantly running out of space. And Facebook is a ridiculous hog of phone space, and it's really irritating me. So I am thinking about upgrading um, to the I- – I'm thinking about getting an iPhone X. Uh, oh. But that's a hefty expense, so we'll have to see.
1: All right. so we'll start the GoFundMe, get Dan iPhone. That's right, the phone, there you go. So he get can Dan post more on, on, on the Facebook.
2: Facebook. <laughs> on Facebook. Help me, help me with my Facebook. It's addiction. the first. It's, it'll be the first by Go, getting me more Facebook. The
1: first GoFundMe that will actually have a negative balance. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, we had we had some, some pretty good stuff, and I appreciate everyone uh, joining. Uh, hello, if uh, I'm sure you all have listened to the, you know, and I got a beef uh, with with one of Uh-oh. the new guys because he said he's been listening to the show for quite a while, and he's in Montreal, and I've been to Montreal almost every year for. Uh-oh. I don't know, five years or so, and, and this is the first time he said, first time he joined the group, and the first time, I, I, you must not be listening closely, that's all I'm going to say. But now we oh, had a really boy. good conversation, because I'll, I'll, we'll probably be there again this year, so oh, cool. uh, hopefully I'll get some uh, training opportunities up in the Great White North. Uh, uh. And I'm trying to scare up some more uh, seminars for uh, the beginning of the year. If anyone's interested, you know, let me know. Yell out on the Facebook or the the tweeters oh, or the whatever. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, same thing. Email us at at gmail.com or tweet us, or Facebook us, or whatever it is the kids are using these days. Uh, I don't think we're on the SnapGrams or anything, but
2: uh, <laughs> the SnapGrams. I'll talk. I'll, I talk love I'll,
1: that. I'll talk. to the tech team
2: and see what's going on. We'll we'll get we'll get we'll get the SnapGrams going.
1: Right. Uh, so, but until uh, Dan gets an iPhone X, uh, Dan, it's always been good talking to you.
2: Always a pleasure.
1: And
0: we'll be talking to you all again very soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of Karate Cafe. You can join the conversation by emailing us at karatecafe at gmail.com. Call our comment line at 469-844-5791 or log into the forum at karatecafe.com. Remember, you can support the show by visiting our sponsor, PiranhaGear.com, or shopping at Amazon through our link karatecafe.com slash amazon or donate at karatecafe.com i'm steve henderson proud supporter and voice talent for karate cafe if you or someone you know needs an effective voice for a film television radio or new media web project contact me at steve henderson voiceovers at gmail.com or call me at 404-314-8400 once again thanks for listening to karate cafe